0: Welcome to Where We Land, a podcast that explores the relationship between Christ's culture and the church. Hi guys, welcome to the podcast. My name is Aaron, and I'm joined here in the Where We Land studio with my co-host, Tim. Tim.
1: Welcome to the bonus episode, guys.
0: It is good because today we are releasing a special nugget for you, uh, which is a bonus conversation from our last episode on mentors who shaped us. And um, today what we're going to do is this is a very brief episode, but we're just going to give you some bonus content. Uh, talking about more specifically, what does a mentoring relationship look like, and then some really kind of questions that people are probably asking about mentorship.
1: Right. So we told the stories last week, and now we're kind of going into the bonus features on the DVD a little bit. Right. We're we're getting into some of the how it's made, and we want to talk about what is mentoring, and and just just a cursory way, and then touch on a couple of biblical examples, and then. Ask some questions that you might be asking coming off of last week's episode, whether you're in the position of a potential mentor or the position of a potential mentee, and how do you approach each of those situations?
0: Yeah. So when we look at, you know, the Bible, there's a lot of different places where we could go. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of, I guess, examples as we want to think about that. There are so many examples in the Bible on mentoring relationships. You know, you think about maybe Moses with his father-in-law Jethro, or you think about in the old Testament, somebody like Eli and Samuel, or even in the new, new Testament, you think about, uh, Bar- Barnabas and Saul or, uh, even Paul and Timothy, and, um, and, and then, of course, the most probably glaring, obvious one, <laughs> uh, Jesus and the 12 disciples, right? That's right. right. So, um, but if we want to look at a passage of Scripture that I think really bears this out, it would be the book of Titus. So we're going to look at Titus chapter 2. I'm going to read just the first few verses, then we're going to make a, a few comments about it. Um, Paul writes to Titus, one of his mentees in the faith, Ah, uh, he says to him, "But, as for you, teach what accords with sound doctrine. Older men are to be sober-minded, dignified, self-controlled, sound in faith in love and steadfastness." Older women likewise are to be reverent in behavior, not slanderers or slaves to much wine. They are to teach what is good. And so train the young women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled, pure, working at home, kind, submissive to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be reviled. And so you see this picture as Paul is writing to Titus, one of his sons in the faith, Um, how this mentorship is to look like in the local church. And he describes how older men are to teach the younger men and how older women are to teach the younger women. So as we think about, you know, there is a difference between discipleship and mentorship. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, where I draw the line between the two is that discipleship, like we talked about last time is much more bi-directional. There right. are two people that are growing deeper in an area and uh, they're growing together, whereas mentorship is more kind of one-directional from Mm -hmm. a mentor to a mentee. Mm -hmm. How would you further expound upon that?
1: Yeah, and it's not that the mentor doesn't learn along the way. I think everybody in a mentoring situation, if you've been in a mentoring situation, which we both have, you know that you learn a lot along the way, but it does not come with the expectation that the mentee is supposed to be pouring back into you, but rather they're expecting you to just pour out continuously Continually uh, into them. And so you, you look at that passage in Titus 2, and you just see a couple things. The mentor is the one who has certain behavioral expectations and then the mentor is the one who then takes a lifestyle that is already on track of faithfulness and righteousness and they are the ones pouring out into the mentee. You act, it's funny, you don't, you don't see as much uh, pressure placed on the mentee in that situation other than follow their lead yeah. and you see the pressure put on the mentor, on the mentor. <laughs> yeah, right. be followable, be yeah. imitatable right. in this situation.
0: Which is pretty profound when you think about it that way, because oftentimes I think when we think about a discipling or a, let's say, a mentoring relationship, we always think about who we're pouring into. Right. But really, the emphasis of the New Testament is more on who the mentor is. Yeah. You know, I mean for Paul to be able to say follow me as yeah. I follow Christ. I mean that's a pretty bold statement. Yeah. You know, because you put the emphasis on becoming the right kind of person right. so that someone else is um is doing the same. Um how would you define
1: mentorship then? I mean, um it, it's funny, we we hit on this last episode, I think even not like unintentionally hit on it because we talked about what, were, what are the common threads that we saw in our mentors and we saw love and time, time and trust. And I go, yeah. that's a mentor. Yeah. Love, time and trust. And now how's that built? Through Through a certain lifestyle, obviously, and not just anybody who loves you, not just anybody who's willing to give you their time, not just anybody who you're able to trust, but you 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 have shown the love of God it's been poured out of your life, you have shown yourself to be trustworthy, and your time is 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 worth mm. is is worth taking mm. you know because you have something to say, you have something to pour out, and so someone who's able to give you that kind of of relationship that's what we're looking for. Uh, in a mentor
0: yeah and I think it's the time and the love that bears out that trust in the relationship whereas I think sometimes people are looking for the reverse right they're thinking man I need someone that I can trust somebody that I can get something from something that I can learn something from and it's like well that's not going to happen until first there's some intentional time spent with somebody in this loving context Yeah. Uh, so I have a question for us that probably a lot of people are asking and that is do I have to pursue mentors, right? Or I mean h- I mean, how do you how, do, how does a person even be mentored or to go about that? I mean, they hear maybe our stories and they say, man, that's awesome. I would love to have been mentored in that way.
1: Where do I even start? So we, we had examples of two different situations uh, with, with both of us. We had people who mentored us because they were already in our lives. My dad, your granddad, uh, Dr. Mason, already in your life. Um, Stan, Mark, you know, Steve, already in my life to a certain extent. But there, there was intentionality on our part as well where we went to some of them and said, you need to mentor me. Right. I need this from you. And so there is a little bit of a two-way street because the mentor has to kind of show themselves to be available. But then the mentee does need to go to that person and say, I, I need you to pour into me. And, and then you have to kind of play by their rules. Like like you have to go to the mentor and say, I'm willing to play ball with you if you will pour into me. And so then when the mentor turns around and says, okay, then it's going to be six o'clock breakfast tomorrow. You got to be like, "Right, sounds good. Done deal, right? <laughs> right, right. Um, when they say, we're going to go... Uh, on visitation get in the car you say yeah let's go right Right. Um, and so there's got to be flexibility on the part of the mentee and then there's got to be the willingness and the available time and Right. Uh, on the part of the mentor.
0: yeah, Because I think about my, my relationship with Doc Mason. You know, uh, he was my senior pastor.
1: Right.
0: I was his associate. Well, like, it, our his discipling, his mentoring for me in ministry was very— I mean, it was informal, but it felt formalized, right? right? I mean, there were, like, set lunches and times together. Yeah. Um, it was, like, almost clockwork. I mean, yeah. every day at 10, between 10 and 10.30, I knew— I, I was going to get a call from him and yeah. he was going to simply ask me, Hey, what you've been up to this morning That's and right. what's your afternoon look like. Like, That's right. so like he was helping shape even in a small way, my priorities of what I was doing and how I was doing it. Um, but yet then I think about my relationship with Wayne Harper and, and, and way before it was a formal coach talk of a, of a, of a mentoring opportunity, um, it began with a whole bunch of uh, lunches together and That's coffees right. together where yeah. actually I was the one reaching out to him. Yeah. There were things in my life, questions that I had. And uh, so I can remember a number of times taking him out to Panera. We'd go sit and have a cup yeah. of coffee. And it was that time together that in our love for one another that birthed into this trusting, discipling, mentoring relationship.
1: Yeah. And so I think the first thing is if, if you're in the position where you say, well, do I... Do I need to pursue being mentored? I would say, "Yes, I mean, come on, if you want to grow as a person, right you need to be mentored and you say well then then why why has no one offered to mentor me?" I said, "Well, have you shown yourself to be teachable and coachable and have you gone to that person to say, "Will you teach me? Will you coach me?" and then narrow narrow the focus a little bit. Right? Because Mm -hmm. you can't just go to somebody and say, can you mentor me? Because the first thing I'm gonna ask is say, okay, in what way? In what way would you like to be mentored? Um, you know, is this like a situation of premarital counseling? Is this a, set, uh, a situation of, of of ministry that you think you're going to end up in, in ministry one day? Is this just uh, mentoring and, and understanding prayer, understanding Bible reading? Or are you wanting accountability? What are you looking for specifically? How are you wanting to grow? And I think that's the thing that you have to answer as the mentee. Just what is it that you're looking for? And then you have to go and be aggressive and say, this is what I need from you. And sometimes mm-hmm. that person has the time to give you. And then sometimes, like you said, they're gonna be formalized, but sometimes it's informal. And someone who I didn't mention in the previous episode um, who, who mentored me but in an informal way was, was Dr. Rich Brown, who is one of my uh, professors at Liberty University, who I stood outside his office, knowing that he would walk up to the bookstore to get a coffee. I stood outside his office, I'd walk with him to the bookstore, talk with him the whole way. I'm sure this was his break, okay? But I just <laughs> bothered like, him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I just bothered him on his break, and I'd walk with him. I'd stand with him in line at the Starbucks of the bookstore. He would get a coffee, I would get a coffee, and then I'd walk back. And he'd go into his office, and I was like, "Okay, see you later." <laughs> and He's like, like, "This guy's always you know? here." At this and time. then, and then finally, finally, right, you know, right. like I got a time in the office, right? But, but, um, but because oh, man, he was he was strapped for time, right? And he couldn't do that with every student. But I just. Some of the best mentors are exactly right. I mean, I think that's part of it
0: too. Like some of the best mentors are going to be people that probably are not just sitting there with hours in their day open for you to show up. Yeah. But that's where I think it's, 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 I think oftentimes as I've seen this played out, it is, you know, if a mentor is, is seeking out somebody, there's certainly something, there's something in that person that they see potential they want to invest in. But then I think for most of us, the mentoring relationships we've had have been ones that we've sought out. That's right. Um, and yep. it, and it hasn't been so formalized to say, I need you to sit down with me and take an hour every week. I think that's somehow we, we've kind of gone that direction, yeah. but, uh, just, you know, I had, I had someone come up to me a while back and they're like, man, I just want to be poured into in a certain way. And there's some guys that I'm thinking about. And I, and I said to him, I said, man just go ask him out for lunch. Exactly. You know, I was like, all of those guys got to eat, you know, and the guys that you're talking about, I said, man, they'd be tremendous mentors for life and family and people, you know, things that you were talking about. I said, just, Hey, call him up, say, I'd like to take you out for lunch and see where that relationship goes. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So let me ask you another question. Do you think, um, we've kind of answered this, but do you think mentoring is always formalized?
1: No, I, I think there's, there's times where, you have to, you have the set time, you have the set day, you have the set situation. And that is usually if you know this is going to be a long term thing and you have the time as the mentor, you have the time to commit to the long term situation. Then it can be more formalized. But a lot of times it's just got to be informal and it's got to be like, here's when I have time, here's when I have the gap in the schedule, here's where you can ride along, where you can tag along, right. where you know, for me as, as a, as a pastor, I never eat a meal alone. Right. So I'm like, that's the easiest thing. It's the easiest rule. Just don't ever eat alone. Um, I don't need to eat by myself first of all. And then secondly, like it's an easy time to invest in others. And, but, but that's the vast majority of the opportunities that you're going to get just informal times like that.
0: I, and I agree with that. And I think actually the informal wins out in my mind. Yeah. Because, um, I've seen that play out in my own life that, um, we were so often like, I don't know, I I can think on, I probably can count on one hand, the amount of times that I've had formal right. mentoring. Right. And, and often if you're entering into that level of mentoring where it's like, it's often very specific yeah, and it's often for a period of time. Yeah. Right. But some of the deepest relationships that I've had in life have been ones that were informal, but that you valued that time you had with them Yeah, um, to where, you know, it's so much of their life. um, You know, there, there's something I'm thinking about here and, you know, you talked about not being alone. I, I remember one time hearing an evangelist, uh, say this phrase when he was talking about mentoring, he said, why would you ever do anything alone? Right. (laughs) And I thought about that in ministry and I'm thinking, man, there are times where you're, you know, having time with the Lord or in prayer places where you want private moments, but really apart from that, why are you ever doing anything alone? Yeah. You know, and that's, and that's not just in ministry. I think that's all of life because you know, there's that scripture in the old Testament Um, in Deuteronomy six, where parents are to Mm -hmm. disciple, we could say mentor uh, their children. And what I see in that passage is not this hard and fast, like every day at 6 PM, you're having family devotions, but it's when you sit down, when you rise up, when you walk by the way, and as you're working, as you're taking your children with you throughout life, they're seeing the way that you're navigating things. They're seeing the way that you're responding and reacting to things. Right. Those are so much more teachable moments, and we take so much more from those moments yeah. than I think a lot of times someone's sitting down and walking through the four things or five things or right. something like that.
1: Yeah. Well, we already talked about Titus 2. I think Titus 2 outlines that there is an obligation to to mentor others. And so if if you're in that situation you're the older believer the old uh, whether man or woman um and, and by the way that doesn't necessarily mean old <laughs> um o- older right older than another believer um how should you take this this obligation to mentor and approach a potential mentee because sometimes the mentee is going to come to you, but sometimes you see something in someone else. Right. And I've had this happen where I'm like, right. I see something in that person. And I'm like, listen, let me invest in you. Let me spend time with you. Let me help you. Right. Um, h- how do you approach someone in that situation kind of from the top down and, yeah. and, and say, let's initiate this, this opportunity.
0: Well, I think the first thing is to pray about it. Like mm. is, is God laying them on your heart to, to this is somebody that you need to reach out to and and why, what, what, what is it that you see there? Um, and so I, so I think, you know, it's praying through in that season of life, God, who are the people in this season of life right. that you want me to pour into in that way. But then secondly, I think if it is, then you just you seriously, you just like reach out to them. And yeah. I, I think your, your thought on a meal or a cup of coffee or just, Hey, let's go do this. Let's go hike. Let's go kayak. Let's go do a shared activity together. And, um, you know, share where you're at and and what you see. And I think, you know, part of that is it has to be shared by both people, right? Yeah, like you might see sure. something great and potential in somebody and you right. a way you want to invest, and they just, they aren't having it. Yeah. like, like they, they aren't jiving with you, yeah. they, whatever. And it's probably, well, maybe that's not meant to be, but I think if, if you can build a relationship, right. right, through that time and then that shared love for one another, God could really use that to birth out this trusting mentoring relationship that may go on for a season. It may go on for a lifetime. Right. Right. Like I don't think all mentoring relationships look the same way. I mean, I I look back in my life, right. With the men that have mentored me, some have come into my life for a a season of a few years. Others have been there like for many years, Yeah, you know, and and now I'm at like, I'm just speaking, speaking realistically right now. Like, you know, we talked about this and over the last couple of years, some of the, mentors in my life that have been ahead of me, well, they've now gone on to be with Jesus. Right. And I told my wife the other day, I said, man, it's weird. It's like my sounding board yeah. of guys is shrinking. Yeah. And, and so with that comes this new challenge of saying, mm-hmm. okay, well, then there are new relationships right. that God wants me to form uh, with men who, you know, same way are further along in life, further along in ministry. Mm. And I think too, the older we get and the more we grow in our mentorship, sometimes our mentors actually are, are are not just people in our own sphere of life, but it could be a podcast. It could be Mm. a book. It could be, you know, somebody that we feel like we have a lot to learn from and Mm. they actually might mentor us uh, from a digital
1: or a printed Mm -hmm. way
0: that we would never, um, they would never know that,
1: Yeah, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And I, I, there, there's two things that, that stand out to me as we talk about those, those personal mentors though, that, that, that relational, uh, mentor where you have somebody face to face life on life, two things that, that come to mind. Mentors don't say yes to mentoring unless you're really going to do it um right. cuz man you're going to crush somebody's heart soul uh drive to move forward um don't overpromise and underdeliver um that is just so so huge uh, so people in a potential mentoring situation just do not agree to that situation unless you have prayerfully uh, approach that with discernment, with a lot of wisdom and understanding. That that looking at your schedule and your life and going, yeah, I can definitely invest the time, effort, energy um, that that is required to 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 do this. And then on, on the level of of the mentee, um, if you're going to ask for mentoring, then show up and say yes. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's, it's an, man, it, it is. You're again, the best mentors are busy. They're busy people. Like, show up and say yes if they have said yes to you and and honor that commitment. But, um, older church members, especially go to your pastor, go to the leaders of your church and say, I am ready to mentor younger men or women in this church. Point me in the right direction, connect me, let me know. And Aaron, what's a good resource we could use for that?
0: Yeah, I think one resource that I would uh, point people to is a book that I came across a couple years ago. Uh, It is called Mentor, How Along the Way Discipleship Will Change Your Life. This is by Chuck Lawless. Uh, It's published through Lifeway. Um, It's a six-part Bible study that you can work through individually, but then it's also a tremendous material uh, if you're wanting to incorporate this in a church or a small group. Uh, A couple years ago, I took a 10 or Twelve guys in our church uh, through this study, uh, man, it was so enriching to be able to discuss what mentorship is and then to challenge one another in our own personal uh, mentoring relationships. And so, uh, if you're looking for something that maybe would be more deep on this topic, I would direct you to that book. But really, I would just kind of end by saying, you know, I-, I think I think the most helpful thing in all of this is just to prayerfully. Uh, trust that God will direct you in life uh, Mm. to people that you will be mentored by or people that God would have you to mentor and just invest some time, you know, enjoy some lunches, take people out uh, for coffee, do some common activities where you're just sharing life together and trust that through that investment of time and that shared love for one another, that from there, God will birth this, uh, discipling, but even deeper than discipleship, it'll be this trusting relationship with a mentor and a mentee, and uh, God will use you to to bless somebody else. And I'm telling you, there, I, I I I'll say this just as a pastor, like in a church, that man, there is such a need today in the Church of Jesus Christ for people to step up and be a mentor. Uh, There's a lot of people that have grown up in church, but they've never had somebody just come alongside them, take them under their wing, and pour into them what they've been poured into. And so, I mean, really, this is the call of God upon our life. Uh, as disciples, that, that we in our following of Jesus Christ uh, would also have others that are coming behind us that we would seek to invest in. So uh, we hope you've enjoyed the bonus content today, um, and we hope to see you here next time. Thank you for listening to Where We Land, Christ Culture and the Church. Hey, we hope you've enjoyed the special bonus content, and we hope to see you here next time as we release another episode at Where We Land. We'll see you then.